What's up, everybody? You have been listening to Highlight by Mass of Fermenting Dregs, and this is the Otaku Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo. And today's episode is sort of a mixed bag episode. Um, we have some uh, mail questions or, or listener questions, uh, which hopefully bring up a lot of conversation. And we also have some community-related stuff that we're going to discuss. Um, but yeah, how's it been going, Chris? Oh, it's been going. I, I don't even normally ask you that on the podcast because I usually always know how you are, but hopefully everybody else cares. You want to ask me how I'm doing? How are you doing, Andrew? I'm doing fantastic. <laughs> uh, but anyways, before we degrade ourselves any further, uh, we're going to jump first into some uh, mailbag questions. And uh, our I first forgot one, my paper. I was going to rustle some paper for you. We'd have to first print it out just for the purpose of making it sound <laughs> like an actual... Apparently, it's a it's a it's a mailbag question that has some kind of uh, clear coded stuff on. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, our first question is from Lolly Lolita. Is it just Lolita on the forums? Huh? We're known by Lolita yeah. Fashion. We so. just call, we just shortened it to Lolly because it's fun. No, lately I've been knowing her as Lolita Fashion, so I, that's what kind of stumped me up. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, Lolita asks. Um, Awesome podcast. I guess she commented first, but she asked, I guess it's uh, time for me to submit a first question. All right. After listening also to the podcast with Mitsugi, which is Mitsugi from AA Podcast, which was on our show recently, uh, definitely check them out. Uh, What has been your favorite sports anime in the past three years to have been aired? Uh, Do you think they are uh, are becoming more and more interesting? I have given Hajime no Ippo a try this year and its most recent iteration, and I must say I love it. Um, but I'm afraid to go back and enjoy the older episodes. Not sure why. I think it's because the style seems so detailed, and seeing an older season of the of it seems a bit hard for me to look at. Um, what I can say about Hajime no Ippo is this: this last season was, uh, I me me and when me and Mitsugi were discussing it, I think that we had pointed out the fact that it, the the this more recent episode w- or season was a little bit weaker than the previous seasons um which was actually i don't want to say it was disappointing because there there was good aspects about this season especially that arc that went into the backstory of the coach it, there's no saying how much how awesome that was it really showed how these writers they shine um, in the previous seasons, um, there was a lot more of that. Um, so I can say that the older seasons are uh, the older seasons are very much worth it. And it, it's it's one actually the funny thing about this show uh, that show is um, I kind of bumped into it on accident. I was um, looking around on a forum some point and I happened to see a little avatar that showed Epo doing his. Um, what is that called? Um, his ability where he goes back and forth, back and forth like a pendulum, and he started hitting the beats beats the crap out of guys. And I I wanted to find out what the heck this show was about. I started looking into it. I found found out that it was Hajime no Ippo, and I started watching Hajime no Ippo just on a on a random whim. And I got sucked up into it. I was like 75 episodes into it before I even realized that I had watched that thing because it's just such a a show that drags you along and you want to keep going. It is very well done, very well told as far as the story is concerned. 
So I highly suggest the older seasons because you just it, it's just that good. Um, as for sports shows in, in general, Hajime no Ippo is the one that kind of opened me up to uh, sports shows. Uh, because before then, I wasn't really interested in sports shows because I'm not a sports kind of person. I'm just not into them. Um, so with Hajime no Ippo, I became more able to accept them so I would was more willing to re watch them and so in all actuality do I think that it, there's any that is as good as Hajime no Ippo no I I have yet to find a sports anime that is as good as Hajime no Ippo so so take that as as what it is do you have I, anything I think in the past three years the only sports show I've watched is Little Buster's I wouldn't call that a sports <laughs> show. So hey, they, they play baseball, um, which is kind of the main point of the whole show is the, they're they're getting together the little buses <laughs> to play baseball. There there is there is an aspect to um, sports anime that I do like, and that is to see their spin on it, um, how they how they work it into an anime setting, how they work it with the shonen aspect. Well, that's what, that's the thing I was going to get into. It's, it's really sports animes are unique in the fact that they're not really about the sports so much as it's just, it's making, it's taking the shonen idea and, and add and saying, we need a theme for it. Well, let's, let's do baseball. Okay. That's my problem with it is, is I think that's why I don't watch them is because Shonen for me lately have has been kind of a hit and miss thing because it's it's the same stuff I've already seen. It's it's the Dragon Ball Z. There's you get to get you get the group together. They train, then there's the new opponent, and they struggle to beat them. And sometimes they lose, and they have to go get stronger, and they come back, and then they're gonna beat they're gonna fight them again, and they're gonna be stronger. So they're but then that gets, goes even further than that is you you're trying to make that multiple seasons, so they start breaking reality and they start doing the shonen things like the big example i've heard given for uh uh no basket is that what's called crocodile basket mm-hmm. basket or whatever basket. Want to call it. um is they're like doing really inhuman or you know above human things where they're they're powering up and they're jumping across the the court and and breaking clothes off and all this kind of i don't know if they're breaking clothes off but I'd imagine they would, but it's just doing the shonen thing in a sports setting, so it's not even really about the sports. It's just them building stronger and doing the Dragon Ball thing, and that's kind of what turned me off on them. Is it's just a shonen? Yeah, it, and and it, I mean, and, and then and the, funny the thing fact is, that I'm like you, where I don't care about sports really. So yeah, and and the, and it's, it's just like with Hajime no Ippo. I mean, in this last season, they did one particular character, and I've. They do it to a point. I mean, they still stay within the bounds of reality, but this last season was the first time that they had actually kind of done something that I didn't really care for, um, and that was with the first the first opponent to Ippo coming back into the new season. Um, he had an ability that made him feel like he was uh, he was going into hypoxia, which is for those who don't know, that's having difficulty breathing and he started playing on it as a i'm making you feel like you're drowning and i didn't really care for it 
but it still kind of tried to stay within the bounds of reality. And I think that that is one thing that I can hand Hajime no Ippo. There's a couple that pull it off, but it's very rare and few be- far between because even like I was saying on the on the uh, Yawapita, it they try to stay within the, the bounds of reality, but they don't. They just, they have like the, the one character that me and Mitsugi were t- bantering back and forth about the, the, um, the really gangly guy that had the, the teeth. And he just, although they tried to make it rea- realistic, they weren't being realistic. And that's, that to me, it just wasn't, I didn't like that. And I, I think Kajima Nipo is pretty much the only one that I would see that whole idea of shonen actually working decently because they're fighting each other and yeah. they're training so a little bit more it makes a little more sense than you know they're just riding bikes so what are they going to do that's going to be show that they become more powerful well and pedal it, faster that doesn't make any sense you have to do something <laughs> that's going to make people go oh my gosh look what he just did and showing you know calculations about how fast they're pedaling is not really that interesting <laughs> right <laughs> anyways uh, Lolita also says, and also, I guess an additional question uh, that kind of goes with my description of why I can't see the older Hajime no Ippo, do you think that the more simplistic art style anime has seemed to transform to, parentheses, less facial features and more detail in clothing than the characters themselves sometimes is a good thing? I enjoy it, but I don't know if, uh, if it is, it's here to stay. Did you see a maybe you can? I, I I don't want to sound like I. Can you can you? Do you think you can clarify that question? Because I I tried to understand it, but I I'm I think that I'm missing something there. Well, did you see a did you see a a graphic or a visual difference between the newer Hajime Nupo Rising and the old one? Is it Rising? Yeah, Rising is the new new season. Was there a visual difference between the two? Not that I can think of it. Actually, it seemed like, yeah, to tell you the truth, I think that that is right. I mean, it did feel like there was a distinct difference in the art style. Well, I think that kind of goes hand in hand with what I've been dealing with recently because I'm trying to get more, I'm trying to buy in more older titles and watch them and review them for the the site because I know we have a lot of fans that are either new to anime or old fans of anime that are like, just want to see another perspective on really old classics that they enjoyed. And one of the things you kind of run into when you go back and watch those old classics is the visual style difference. And I think one of the the most stark contrasts I've seen recently was uh, Gunslinger Girls. I'm watching that currently. And the old one um, was very, very artistic, very subtle, whereas the new one is more kind of low-end new age kind of new style stuff where it's it's very colorful colorful and vibrant but there's a a slight difference in style um but i I do agree there's there's a there's an issue that you run into when you watch those old shows uh battle angels an example um it's just all the things they've kind of worked to make look better in the newer shows wasn't there back in the day so they kind of had to improvise in other ways including a lot of stills. You'll see a lot of stills in an older anime just because that was a way that they cut budget was doing a lot of stills. They still do it these days, but um but yeah, it's it's something you kind of have to get over, but when you start to watch it, get through maybe 3 episodes and you won't even you won't even tell the difference. That I mean, one of the examples we have was uh a, a cheeky angel. 
which we watched a while back, <laughs> and that show was hideous visually. And I we thought it was, it. and it, we thought it looked great at the time. No, I I didn't like the style at all. I didn't I didn't care for uh, her style like in the, the, general. The, the main guy, his his whole face structure was like a triangle with some spikes on the head. On the head, it was it looked it looked terrible. And but when we, when I watched it more and more, I it it fled from my mind. I didn't care about it anymore. I was just watching the show because you you start getting if the show is good enough, you'll start getting interested more in the story and the characters, and you won't care about the visual style. You'll just get used to it. But now that I look back at it now, when I was making the top fifty must uh, watch list, uh, Cheeky Angel I think was one of them that I put on there. And I look back to try to find screenshots, and I'm like, I can't find a good screenshot because anybody <laughs> sees these screenshots, they're gonna go, "What the heck is this horrible piece of trash?" Uh, but yeah, like I said, you, you watch a couple episodes, and you'll get used to it. If that if that answers your question, I hope it does. Um, but yeah, one of the best gender benders out there. Yeah, was like the entire <laughs> show. Going into our conversation before, yeah, that was one of the one of the best gender benders out there. And we, I don't think we even discussed it. Well, because I mean, it wasn't a trap, so it would have to have been in the gender bender segment of that question. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why that didn't come up. Um, but yeah, our next question is from Miss Murder, and thank you again, Lolita, for the questions. Um, and everybody that's here, in case I, I forget, uh, Miss Murder asks or says, "Hello, all. Uh, here is another question for your mailbag segment. When did you start disliking fan service in anime? Was it right away, or when you first saw it, or was it after watching anime?" After anime having fan service. All right, you want to start? Um, I, I guess uh, I, I think it's not really a case. It's definitely not a case of when we first seen it, we completely turned off. It was because um, it's been an ongoing thing for a long time. I mean, way back in early days of of anime, including like uh, I remember Project Echo was probably one of the first ones that I seen that was really focused on on fan service. Tenchi Moyo had some in there, um, definitely with like the, the the bath scenes and stuff they had. So it's definitely something we've watched for a long time. I think the the problem that we're really having more so lately is that shows. I mean, we're consuming a lot more shows than we used to, of course. So it becomes more relevant. It's a case where these shows are really making it the focus. They're they're selling the show with it. So it it becomes a case of. Uh, for a more Western uh, sense of it is, do you grab the magazine that's the hot rod, hottest chicks, or do you pick up the magazine that has the cars in it if you're interested in cars? You're probably going to pick up the one that's about cars unless you want specifically to see the women. If you want the cars, you're going to go for the cars. And that's the case with anime. When I go into anime, I'm looking for a story. I'm looking for something that's going to entertain me. I'm not going into anime looking for, you know, to see panty shots and and boobs flap around so that's really the main key point is i'm wanting something and i'm getting something different and i think you brought up uh, a few good ones that uh have it yeah recently. and what it, what what it is for me is i don't mind it it doesn't bother me and i know that when we discuss it we start bashing on it really hard but i'm and i'm telling you the truth i honestly it doesn't bother me when it becomes that issue when it starts becoming an issue is when the show is absolutely inundating me with it. it when i go from okay i've watched the show and here's a panty shot no big deal i mean i remember when i was younger i oh look that little panty shot oh that's so cool but now it's more like 
Now it's more he like... He was literally in his room going, oh, yay. <laughs> no, I, I'm exaggerating, but hey. <laughs> now it's more like, oh my gosh, this is the 50th panty shot in <laughs> one episode. There's only 24 minutes. How can I see 50 panty shots in 24 minutes? That's when it gets annoying. And it, like I said, it's not a matter of I don't like fan service. Tossing it in there once in a while, like a little pepper here and there, I don't mind. It's when I'm inundated with it. Um, and what, what my brother was mentioning is when did it, those a couple of shows that have really kind of thrown that out there and the, per, the specific show, yeah, you, you specifically ask what show did, did it kill it for me? And I would have to say um, I, I couldn't become a hero, so I started working at a, a shop or something like I that. I got a part-time job. I got it. I st- no, became I, a clerk, I, store, a store clerk, clerk or something yeah. like And that was really the show that I went into it going, this sounds like an interesting idea. I wanted to see that concept. And it was that was the show that absolutely inundated me with fan service. And I totally shut down at that point. That well, is the show that killed it for me. To use my example earlier, it would be like you getting that, oh man, they have that, that new Hot Rod magazine, and look, they're going to be talking about that, my favorite Hot Rod, and you pick it up, and you're, you're, you're flipping to the page, and you're like, this is amazing, I'm going to buy this. And you go and you buy it, and then you take it home, and then you find out that one more page turn, you find out that the rest of the entire magazine just has women in front of that vehicle, and they're talking about the women. You're... Yeah. You're going into and expecting great things, and that was the case with with um, I couldn't become a hero, so I became a store clerk. It was like, oh, cool! This this has a really interesting concept. It was about a guy who was. You had the the setting of heroes go out and they they take down the demon uh, king, and they're fighting all these people, and then it boom, it it cuts to him working at, at a front counter, and it's like this is funny because it's a guy who used to fight demons, and now it's kind of like the war where they're coming back to the homeland and they're forced to be store clerks because there's nothing really else for them. And you're like, they can do so many fun things with this. And then it just turns into, okay, an old man came in and groped the girl. Okay. Now they're fighting some kind of, uh, overrun machine. And now they have stuff all over them and they're saying it's sticky. It's, it's when it's, you're wanting something and then it ends up turning into something else. And that, usually always becomes the focus because it seems like they just want to sell the show with that. And you'll notice quickly towards the end on that show specifically is like, they didn't care about this show no, whatsoever. They, they didn't care at you, all. You obviously see by, I think like episode nine, it starts going downhill. Oh, it was long before that, but I mean visually that, you know, they had no hopes for the show. They were selling it for a particular reason. They were selling it to a particular people and they don't care about it. There's, there's no, there's no hopes or desire that they, they, the creators even had for it, and that tells you something really badly. Another one that, another one that went that direction was uh, High School of the Dead. Oh yeah, and that I was, one, I was, I mean, I, I've mentioned it before. It's like that's the one thing that I don't know why they don't have an anime. Zombies. I mean that it, it's so huge in like gaming and stuff, and so huge in movies. Where's the anime zombies? You don't, you don't have them. I mean, yeah, they'll have demons overflow the world and suddenly the the dead starts rising up but they're never the focus it's not just zombies and when i seen high school of the dead i was like sweet a zombie show and then after like the third episode they're in a house and it's just nothing but showing bodies and and them taking a shower i'm like where's the zombies 
yeah there there was there was there was a lot of things that, i mean the, to 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 put put uh high school of the dead in perspective okay i i actually mentioned this to my brother and he was like oh my gosh really because <laughs> i guess he didn't get as far as i did i actually think i watched the entire thing but there is one particular scene where one of the girls falls backwards and a bullet goes through and literally in an almost matrix type scene the chest moves in such a way that the bullet flies right through the middle of two boobs going moving this is what we're talking about where it goes past the point of okay tossing a little bit of fan service here and there to make the I mean, even a beach scene, I don't really care. I mean, I've never, I've never had a problem with beach scenes. I mean, it, it if it fits in with it, sure, whatever, go ahead. It, but when it becomes that, what, what I'm talking about, the 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 boobs flapping in just the right way, so the bullet goes through the middle of them, that's too far. And I'm talking focused on it. That's taking up seventy five percent of the screen. That's when it gets too far. That's why. Fan service, it's that's where it's killing. I think I think really the case of it is is when it's done. When it's when fan service is not there, you never see it. I mean, when you have a really serious show, they have a really serious subject, they have a a deep plot to go with. It's never there because they don't need it. They don't need it to sell it. They don't need it to keep people's focus because they have a story there. And, it, and then the scale kind of keeps going where the story and plot kind of comes down, and the fan service comes up. And it's very rare that you get in that middle mark where they'll show it every now and then, but it's never the focus. Um, it's there, and you laugh at it. You're you're fine with it, but it still has a good plot there to keep you interested. And then it kind of just quickly peaks where it, boom! Now you have no plot whatsoever. Every joke is about the fan service, and there's no plot. It's just nothing but fan service. And it and it really it rubs me wrong because sometimes it's really a case of when it's a when it's a comedy fan service, the jokes are usually always about the fan service, and there's only so many ways you can do a joke about fan service, and they just they do it over and over again. A prime example was recently what's that that show that we watched the with the crimson girl and the and she wants him to be her familiar. There's a show. Oh, the uh, Blade Dance, Elemental yeah, Blade Dance, right? Blade Dance or Elementi, Elemental Ed or something like that. It's really weird. Um, Blade Dance, we'll just call it that. That was a show where they had the fan service was the jokes, and that was right up front. And you quickly realize that after probably the fifth scene, they were doing the same jokes over and over again. She slaps him down. He looks up. He says, I can see your panties. She says, you can't because they're this color. And then, you go, and then there's the joke. And then a couple minutes later, she next knocks him down again. He says, you can see your panties. She says, they're a different color. There's a joke again. I think they did like three, maybe four times in the same first episode. And then you have the, oh, immediately he's got to be a pervert because he's in the school. You must be a pervert. I'm going to kill you because you're a pervert. And of course, that joke about him being a pervert is going to be through the probably the entire season because I think uh, Familiar of Zero worked on that show, and it's going to be the same thing as Familiar of Zero. Familiar of Zero was actually a good example where it didn't seem like the fan service killed it. I enjoyed that show because it had a lot of comedy in there, but and it also had fan service, so it was one that I enjoyed. 
I'm trying to, I'm trying to now I, think I, of shows that have fan service that I enjoy. That's, that's, it's really hard to, I mean, when Orimo, you stop and think, very comical, very funny, it has fan service in it. Yeah. Um, usually, the, 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 the point in which fan service is kind of just, just there, and it's not, um, I want to say Soul Eater did really well on that one, too. Yeah, and they had quite a bit of it with, like, The Witch. Yeah, it was it was in there, but it didn't take away from the show. I think that that's really the point in which you have to say, okay, do I enjoy this show as the show? I don't mind a little bit of fan service in there, but do I still enjoy the show? Am I watching the show because I want to see fan service, or am I watching the show because I actually have an interest in what they the story that they want to tell? Hmm. Well, like it's kind of funny. One of the promos we played for AA podcast was, uh, uh, what's her face, uh, ranting about Arpeggio, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I, that's that's where I agree. Where you have a really serious tone going on, and there's a bikini butt in your face. It's like you can't take it seriously at that point. Um, another good example was uh, Brynhilda recently was like. That show had a really good concept, and then it turned to, we're going to die, let's go Let's go in the hot springs. Oh, somebody's going to here, here to kill us, let's go in the hot springs. It kills the pacing, it kills the story, and you're just, you're constantly going, okay, now we're going to worry about it? No, we're not. Okay, now we're going to worry about it? No, we're not. We're, we're still groping in a, in a, in a hot spring. You're, you're killing the pacing, you're killing the story, you're... you're you're taking the mood away from where it really needs to be. Again, don't mind it, but it needs to still have a focus there. I think the, really the only case where fan service works, even if it does do it a little bit much, is going to be in probably comedies, not so much in serious shows. I think serious shows, it really ruins it. Hineko had a lot of fan service. I really enjoyed it because the jokes were good and they didn't focus too much on the fan service. Uh, uh, what was that? Outbreak Company did it yeah. really well. Had a lot of fan service. Really enjoyed it. I mean, that was a that was an amazing show. I that was one of my picks for last year, just for how good the comedy was. Very clever, and it still had a really good story back there that kind of jumps up and bites you. So we like them, just not when it's inundated and it just <laughs> kind of kills it. Uh, I think a lot of it also has to do with you just being after watching anime for you know. 20 some years you just at some point you just get tired of it i mean you you've seen the same shots over and over again you're, you're and the, looking and the, for the other thing else. that the other thing that i would have to say is a lot if you ever stop and think about it a lot of your super cliche um tropes that that everybody seems to point out is i don't like this trope a lot of those tropes are the fan service tropes yeah beach scenes falling on yeah. girl groping her yeah, all yeah. of those Walking all of those jokes are just so overdone and just done so many times. It, it just, I mean, it, it's just like you can kind of parallel them. My hatred for, not really hatred, but dislike for club shows as opposed to having a really deep story like a, you know, a, a Death Note or something. And then over here you have the the contrast between having a a, a typical trope joke and it just... it. It, it kills it. It's the same same thing we've always seen. What's the point in it? I've seen the club shows 50 million times. I want a Death Note. I've seen the, the, the walk-in on the bathroom fan service show. 
give me something else. Sure, give me a different type of fan service joke. I mean, there's nothing really you can do with it. So, yeah, it goes back to my point earlier. So, that's proof that we're killing the joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, she also had, Miss Miller also asked a question about the hosts of Otaku Spirit. Uh, what are the names of your dogs? I've heard them once or twice on your podcast, and sound they sound absolutely adorable. And you've probably heard them a few times. Yeah, but you've also heard them through like five walls as well. <laughs> I know some people hate barking, but I um, I'd bark too if I weren't able to formulate words. That would be an interesting YouTube video. Now, my personal dog is Molly. She's laying over here. She's got her little diamond necklace or diamond collar. She is the absolutely most spoilt uh, wiener dog in the world. Yeah, whenever you hear her sneezing on the podcast, that's when she wants attention. <laughs> You've got... I I haven't had a personal dog in a long time. I usually have family dogs. Um, recently, I got... Uh, she's kind of like a pug mix. Um, she's called Yuki. I named her after uh, Yuki from uh, Wolf Children, so... She absolutely fits her name. Yep. She's she's ornery and uh, <laughs> adorable at the same time. Um, I don't know if we've ever seen Yuki from the show sleep as unladylike as, as Yuki does in real life. Um, but yeah, she doesn't have very ladylike sleep. She just lays upside down and snores. <laughs> um, other than that, we have way too many other dogs that are pretty much family dogs. We got Buddy, um, Jake, Coda, or Dakota. Uh, Those Remy. are the two. Jake and Dakota are the ones that you hear most of the time barking. They're, yeah, they're great they're Pyrenees, usually... so they they do yeah. like to bark a lot. They, they and that is they're barking outside. They have very deep, loud barks. So that's when you usually hear them through the through all the walls. And the, the little puppy he has behind him is a rescue nurse back to health doggy, and she's making little grunty noises. Um, we also, of course, have uh, Nina, Remy, and Buddy. Yeah, Buddy's kind of a... Buddy Buddy was a... We kind of... It's a mutt. We, we rescued him. He was starved, manged. He looked like Gollum from Lord of the Rings. He was so hideous. Uh, we nursed him back to health, got the mange off of him, and he's since had parvo, um, stemper, is that what it's called? Distemper, Distemper, yeah. um, and another one, I don't remember, parvo, he had parvo, did I say parvo already? Yes, you said parvo. Parvo, distemper, and something else. They're like three of the main five dog killers. He's gone through every single one of them, and he's lived, so he's kind of like a brick wall. Um, yeah, he's he's a family dog. He's very protective of us. He won't let people in the house. He's bit our neighbor because he came in the house. So we can't have company because of him, but he's he's a sweetheart, and we love him to death. Um, but the rest of the dogs I don't really have any stories for because I don't care much about him. <laughs> <laughs> we have too many dogs. Yeah, Buddy, Buddy is kind of the... And it's so funny because uh, after I came back from being a while, way a while, um, he was kind of the... How do you say it? The 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 level tester of when I was actually accepted back into the family. <laughs> oh yeah, like every time our grandpa comes to visit from uh, California, he's he's got a couple days before he's completely accepted, and then he loves him. Like every time he comes out of uh, the 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 guest room, buddy's there to growl and 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 get all hideous at him. And after about three days, he's just laying down on the couch with him. Like, okay, he's cool. I'm cool with this guy. He's he's good. He's good. <laughs> Um, just kind of wish that he would have bit this other person that came in our house and stole our car. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, we had somebody come by and offer security system to my mother and it was, she was like, 
no, we, we have a we have a buddy. And the guy was like the typical salesman, like, well, I know what you're saying, but I mean, most people can come in with like a, a stick of bacon or something <laughs> and throw in the door. And she's like, no, he's a picky eater. He had he had parvo. He he's not gonna eat anything anybody gives us. We hand him a treat like. You know, like the bacon bits or something. Something you see on television where the dog goes crazy over. You hand that to him. He he kind of grabs it with his teeth and he throws it on the ground and sniffs it. it he he just like, what is this? I don't, I don't know what this is. What are you giving me? He's a hugely picky eater. So, yeah, the salesman kind of turned around. Yeah, nothing, nothing. You're you're not going to. If, if somebody is at the door, it is the scariest thing. He has these uh, handballs, and I don't know if you've ever racket balls. I think no, they're handballs, but yeah, they're. Kind of like racket balls, like the racket. Um, but they're 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 the really hard rubber. Well, because I mean, we when we when he first got him, of course he was he was starving and everything. So when we we nursed him back to health, he became very affectionate. Uh, a lot of anxiety when we came home. We'd be like the, you know on the the TV shows where they have the dog they're trying to train not to do something when they walk in the house. We would walk in the house. He'd get so excited. He would he would nip at your hand. Like, he, he wants to lick or something, he would just nip. And it wasn't that he's angry, he's just, he's so excited, he wants you to know. And at one point, he would just kind of nip so hard, it kind of pinched and hurt. So we decided to get him these little, we started giving him a ball to have in his mouth. And he would use that as like a pacifier. So when, when we come home, he would, he'd be so to panic, he would look around for a ball. He would grab the ball, come to the door, and then he would, he would do his usual thing where he's nudging your hand, but he would have a ball in his hand so he wouldn't chew. It was really funny, um, but he would just he, after a while he would just destroy those. So we ended up getting the racket balls that were a little bit more indestructible. And eventually he got to the point where uh, he he does that whenever he feels any type of anxiety. And the thing is, is if somebody comes to the door or comes to the windows that he doesn't like, or like somebody gra- walking down the street, he'll go and grab the the ball. Like the the UPS guy, he he'll come up to the the door and he just gets really angry, and so he'll grab the ball. And he just starts barking at through the door or through the window. And it's so f- scary to actually see him when he's doing this. He's barking and he's he's chewing on the ball. Yeah. And he's squeezing it so hard. You can see that thing protruding from the sides of his mouth. It is. It's it's creepy. <laughs> yeah. And this is not a, not a ball that's supposed to bend. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's our little bundle of joy that won't let anybody in the door. Yeah. But he is a good dog. He's He's a great dog, actually. But yeah, we usually we usually get a lot of uh, rescue dogs from our local humane society. So sometimes people don't take them, and instead of putting them down, we usually bring them in here and have too many dogs. We used to have a lot of Dalmatians too, but luckily we got past that phase—the 101 Dalmatians phase. Yeah, nobody. As long as there's not another 101 Dalmatian show, we'll be alright. <laughs> yeah, when that came out, uh, well, I was like way back when everybody uh, was we getting Dalmatians. Mating our our Dalmatian, and we were trying to sell them and. We had too many. We had, I think we had like six Dalmatians at one point, and they're huge. And they are they come with their own problem because they're a, a certain type of breed, so a lot of them are deaf. Um, yeah, they're good dogs, though. All right, that's enough talking about dogs. Um, thanks again for the questions, Miss Murder. All right, before we go any further, we're going to take a quick break and have a quick promo from our uh, friends over at AAA Podcast. So I hope you enjoy. The Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast presents Story Time with Cram. And yes, we are now presently in Cram's house. That's right. So we are in the uh, the murder room. 
Actually. Yes, yeah. this oh, yeah. is the murder room. Oh, it's, would you like to tell? You have to tell the story now. Uh, I've told it on the podcast before, but I guess it was back in 2006, December of 2006. Uh, someone was murdered in this house. The people that were living here. Um, the son was taking care of his mother, and she was very ill, as I understand it. And I guess he wanted to put her out of her misery, so he took a pillow and uh, asphyxiated her. Right here. Right here. Right where we're same doing tatami? this. Right here. Yeah, same tatami. Well, no, they changed the tatami. Oh, they changed the tatami. So, we are, so you mean to tell me that we're actually broadcasting right now in the exact maybe square meter where a person was smothered to death? Yeah. Wow. We're also underneath my bedroom uh, where a man died of an illness. Wow. <laughs> the father. For more Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast, visit www.aaapodcast.com or iTunes. All right, and we're back. We're moving on to Neko, um, which he asked, Hey, you guys, I have a question for you. Any thoughts on purchasing series on DVD Blu-ray? I've been burning up on uh, Crunchy... I'm burning up Crunchyroll and Funimation streaming anime, and I was wondering, do licenses for streaming expire very often? Do favorite shows disappear without a trace? I don't have a huge budget for DVDs or Blu-rays, but even after less than a year, I have had some shows close to my heart. Any thoughts on when to buy or what to buy? Yes, they do expire. Um, usually when they set up contracts for these things, it's always with a, a certain amount of time. They never sign these contracts without having a date that this will end because otherwise you'll have like television shows these days where they can air I Love Lucy nonstop, make fortunes off of it, and no, none of the original people get paid for it. I could say that I've I've actually seen them take them off and they do usually give you heads up. They'll usually give you about 2 weeks notice. I think I don't remember it was a long time ago that I seen one that that actually dropped off of the off the list and I was like, "Oh my gosh, what? I haven't finished this one yet." Mm-hmm. So I had to go and finish it up. Um but yes, they do specifically let you know ahead of time. Um, as far as buying them, I think that you meant, Andrew mentioned, uh, a save version that I didn't even know that that existed. Yeah. The, the best possible deals you can get is what's called save versions. I think it's only for certain, it's a, a specific publisher. I think it's Funimation. Um, but yeah, if you can find save versions of them, um, what they do is they essentially put it in like a decently cheap kind of box. I mean, I'm not saying cheap. They're not really cheap because I've, I've got a couple of them and they're really good quality cases. Um, but it is, it is essentially their way of going, this has been out for a while. Here's a really cheap version of it. Um, it's kind of like, you know, if you get into video games, you have like a platinum version or a, a greatest hits version where it's, you know, like 20 bucks and it's got all of your, your greatest animes that from our show games from a long time ago. Um, but besides that, again, I've mentioned before, Write Stuff is a good site. I usually can, I rarely find any other site that's cheaper than Write Stuff because they get the deals, um, for these stuff, the, these, these shows and, and sell them at like probably the cheapest price you can find. Um, besides that you have like Amazon.com, but again, make sure you're getting them from a fulfilled by Amazon otherwise, cause there are bootlegs on Amazon, uh, from the the resellers and this the second parties that aren't fulfilled by Amazon, but at least with Amazon you're you're guaranteed that they're gonna cover it if it ends up being a bootleg. Stay away from eBay. That is nothing but bootlegs usually. So, and I do highly suggest if you love a show, get it on the Blu-ray. I mean, there's no better way to say I love your show than to get a Blu-ray or a DVD. I mean, it's just that's just the best way to say. 
thank you for making such a great show. And I, I do kind of see the other side to it. That they, they aren't cheap. Um, that's mainly because people don't buy them. People don't watch them on legit uh, streaming sites. They don't buy the Blu-rays and the DVDs. And that makes them have to forcefully gouge the people that actually buy it, which really sucks. But it's kind of a, hey, we need the people that want to actually buy this, pay a little extra. Here's a, a huge, you know, $90 Blu-ray set here. Buy it. Otherwise... We can't really sell it because selling them at 30 bucks to 10 people is not going to make us any money. We need those 10 people to buy this $120 version, dollar version. Uh, one recently that I really, uh, some ones that recently that I really want to get that are kind of like that is uh, Katana Katari, which NIS America released. That one was like, uh, I think $100 per set, and there was two sets. A beautiful little set. I mean, but the problem was that they only sold it in that collector's edition set. It had like lithogra- or little tiny lithographs and uh, tons of little extras in there. But I'm probably still going to get it. But Anasaki well, like, Rohan like another one here recently that I want to get that's only in a limited edition version. And I'm probably going to have to get that too. It's like the, the Madoka Magica, the, 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 the movie. I, I really want to get that, but it's it's $100 just the, 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 the just a movie. Disc, yeah, just the movies themselves. I mean, this it's, isn't a 360-minute long series. It's just the one movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Well, the, the, the show the itself, they've got split up into three, and each one of those are like 120 bucks each. That's, that's the problem I have. And even with, like, Katana Katara, it's like, I just want one box that has everything in it. I hate when I have to buy each separate one. It was especially and, and bad do, back and, in the day when you had to, uh, like, you, you can go on the right, right stuff and find each separate uh, DVD, and sometimes they'll have... You know, one or it's usually one, two, and three are either sold out or max price, and then the rest of them are you know cheap throwaways because people bought one, two, and three, and they never bought the rest of them, so they have a surplus on the other ones. And it's and it's frustrating because I really want to support it. It's just that that's that's when you bump into the money issue. You just can't. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of I kind of definitely see his point of it's it's an expensive thing to go into, but. It, again, like we said, if you if you stream watch a show, first of all, watch it on a site that's you know licensed, so that because like Crunchyroll, we mentioned before, Crunchyroll, what they do is they go, okay, you're paying you know this much money per month. What is it like seven dollars? Yeah. Okay, you're paying seven dollars a month. Um, if oh, 100%, no, I'm I'm on I'm on the the ultimate uh, level. So. I mean, you're typical. I think it it it's seven ninety nine. I'm not sure. Let's say let's say eight dollars. Okay, you're you're paying eight dollars a month. So if you watch during that month period, if you watch you know three episodes of Encouraging a Climb and three episodes of uh, Sword Art Online, that means that half of your time has been on those two shows. The publishers of those two shows will get half. Uh, one will get half of it, and one will get the other half. Besides whatever they'll cut that Crunchyroll takes. So your money is going directly to these publishers. If you if it shows that you're watching their show, they're going to get money for it. So that's what's important about watching these on on actual licensed sites. Then once you get a show that you just really enjoy, support that show because otherwise we're we're telling them that we want the fan service shows, we want all this other stuff. You want to tell them, oh, and if you like the fan service shows, tell them that you like it by buying there as well. I'm not I'm not I don't I don't want to discount them. But the point is, if you like a show as mu- that much, show that you support it by buying it. And granted, not every show comes to America. Just 
you just got to search for them. But I, I think Write Stuff and and you can go to Funimation. They have most of their stuff there. A little bit more expensive. And again, Amazon if, if it's uh, fulfilled by Amazon. So you don't get bootlegs. Don't want to support bootlegs. I, I seen somebody... Uh, I was looking at... Uh, it was the Miku fluffy coat version of her snow Mikus that I really want to get here recently. Um, and I seen somebody posted a, uh, a video on a, a bootleg and he said, I didn't have the money for the real version. So I decided to get the bootleg and I think it's just as, I think it's still a pretty, uh, bootleg. So I'm happy with it. And it's like, but you're still, you're supporting a bootleg. You're supporting the person that didn't actually make it. You're supporting somebody besides the original creator, the original artist, the original designers that put a lot of work into this. You're supporting some guy that just ripped off their idea. That I don't I just don't understand how you can justify that, but I don't want to make it preachy. But I did. <laughs> Alright. Do you have anything else to add to the D V D Blu ray? No. Alright. With that, we're going to move on to our now new uh, regular segment, which is Ask June. We should have a little jingle right here, like, Ask June. No? No. Okay. Maybe you I'll can just... do that every time if you want. Ask June. <laughs> Anyways, um, we have a couple questions here that we're going to spotlight from the Ask June thread on the forums, which, again, you can go there. And Ask June. June is from Japan, so she's uh, she got a lot of insight in the world of Japan. So ask your questions there, and you can get real information about Japan, not just our our, our thoughts on what it should be. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, Nuon asked some more questions. Um, he asked her, "I have learned also learned that Japan primarily a, is primarily a physical based currency, meaning most places only accept yen, not credit cards." Uh, June responded, I wonder where you did get this information. I, in a way, Japan tends to prefer paying by cash, but as I have, um, as far as I'm concerned, most of the shops and restaurants accept credit cards, even small retailers. I think you don't need to worry about using credit cards, at least while you're in Tokyo. I think they probably just have the similar setup to us where, I mean, as long as they have a little phone jack that they can dial in their credit card information, I don't think they'll have a problem with it, so... His next question was, I chose Capital One uh, because they have an ATM in almost uh, in most 7-Eleven convenience stores. And June responded, I think that's a great idea uh, to get your money from at a 7-Eleven. It's very convenient because 7-Eleven is the most popular CVS in Japan, especially in Tokyo. You can find them literally anywhere. Yeah, and I've heard that from other people as well. 7-Eleven is everywhere. Oh, my God. You know how they, they make the joke on, 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 on uh, most anime? They go... Um, I'm gonna go down to the the corner market. Yeah, six yeah, eleven. It, or something it's, like it's, that. Yeah, it's always six eleven. Yeah, they'll have like six like eleven on there everywhere. And and yes, I've heard from other people other than June. It is literally everywhere. That's, that's just, almost as bad as the uh, the vending machines. Vending machines are well, that's everywhere. Like, that's like McDonald's. 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 Always like the McDonald's on uh, on the animes and that. Yeah, there's there's McDonald's. And it's funny because how different McDonald's is in Japan. They're like they have so many weird off the wall stuff in their in their restaurants that we'll never see here. We just get the menu that's been there for six years, never changes. Um but yeah, anyways, uh new one also asked on the topic of made cafes, I am definitely going to be to go one of those uh, one of those many uh made shops. 
Any suggestions on which one to visit? June responds, if you were to go to Akihabara, uh, I recommend At Home Cafe. Uh, she has an English website on there in the Ask June thread. Um, there, This is a really popular made cafe. Sometimes many people are waiting in lines on the weekends. Uh, they offer fancy dishes, which are decorated by your maid. You can also enjoy a live uh, their live performances as well. I think your daughter is going to enjoy it. A lot of foreigners go there, and to me, it seems like it's always uh, they always have a wonderful time there. I definitely want to go to a maid cafe before I die. That's on my bucket list. <laughs> uh, we have another one more question. Uh, says Neko says in the show, I've in shows I've seen the chime. This chime is. <laughs> I'm fumbling over this. Uh, you basically say in the animes, I often see the Westminster uh, Westminster chime. He sees it, sees it. That's impressive. I want to see the the Westminster chime. Well, they they show it. They they always have the dun dun dun. And you see the tower. <laughs> Maybe that's what you're talking about. Don't make fun of our listeners. Um, uh, is this uh, is this often actually used in Japanese schools? And June says this is actually true. Um, I don't know why, but in Japan, every school seems to use the Westminster chime. It reminds me of my school days just hearing this chime. That's the dong, 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 dong. Probably dong, because dong, it... Dong, um, dong, dong. I'm, I'm giving June some flashbacks again. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, that's just so terribly done. I don't remember any of it. Um, I actually think it's probably just a theory because I don't know. I haven't actually researched this at all. Don't take this as law in, in any way. Probably because of the 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 class the class periods, you could actually use the 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 uh, class periods. Well, yeah, because you guys probably may have heard if you if you listen to us very closely, headsets are you know really loud on the speaker. You can probably hear every now and then our. We have a grandfather, grandfather clock, clock that mm-hmm. actually has a Westminster uh, Westminster chime, and we're quite sick of it. <laughs> I am not. I love that clock. <laughs> I mean, I love the clock, but I mean, it's just the the chime itself is like, I, well, man, I, I like it. <laughs> I, I joke. <laughs> you poor thing. <laughs> no, I just whenever I'm I'm, rec- I'm editing the video or audio, see, we've seen it. Because I'm editing a video, apparently. We have video now. <laughs> yeah, you could probably see it on I'm there. so sorry, Neko. I love you, guy. Um, but yeah, it, it's... it's. I read out that I'll hear it in the background. I'm like, should I cut that out now? Just leave it. So, if you guys actually do hear it... I actually should be going off here there. pretty soon. It's about uh, 15 minutes till. Yeah, it goes off every every half hour in the No, the every 15 one. minutes. Not half hour, 15 minutes. And then the, the main one at the, the end of the hour does the... Chime well, that was every right. that, hour. Yeah, that was what I was talking about. The chime at the the hour. Has I remember the, hearing something actually, about they they use the Westminster chime just because it's like perfectly the right amount of time just to give them to get to their next class or something like that. Or they don't go to the oh classes. my goodness, the same class. That's like about a minute to get to their next class. Well, they should be well, in class. Yeah, by that's then. true. They they the the the. I mean, they're outside of the class and they go in there because they they take all their class in the same room. Yeah, right? they take them all in the same same room and then the and the teacher is the one that changes, Maybe which teacher, is very <laughs> not like America. Maybe the teacher is just like hear the chime and they just there it is. And they just have to bolt through the class before the chime stops. <laughs> but I like it. I I think I think it'd be really cool to have. I think our class. I mean. I'd rather have the Westminster chime than what we had in school, which was just a bong, 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 or something like that. It was just one tone, like, five times, just to tell you that it was, like, one for when to tell you to get to class was, like, a minute before, 
And then another, the next one is like, you should be in class for this stops being in. Otherwise, you're you're late. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely like a Westminster chime instead. But don't get to because I'm already out of school and I can't go to Japan school. Uh, anyways, I had another thing I was thinking about there, but totally forgot it. So that's our Ask June segment. If Again, if you want to ask June some questions, again, she's in Japan. She has the answers that you need. If you're like Nuo and you want to go visit Japan, you want to get some more insight, uh, you can definitely go ask her the questions on the forums. Just sign up and be a part of the discussion. Um, to also round up our community discussions, we're going to get into a community spotlight. I want to start doing this on a regular basis. I'm hoping to kind of get people's permissions on a lot of their stories just because I don't want to just post people's stories up on here and then not be okay with it. So I know one that I can post because they're topless and nobody's going to mind about that. And if they do, then they can send me hate letters because I like hate letters. Um, In our list of your favorite animes thread on the forums, we ask people what their top favorite list. You've heard our top favorite list. You've heard them way too many times. Uh, We have a... I think a bi-yearly updated top list kind of thing. Um, we posted our favorites in there. We got some people to respond to it. Neko responded to give us his insight on his top favorite animes. Um, he said, really pleased to hear that, to see that Hanasaki Roha is among your favorites. I really love this show. It was a beautiful and engage. It was beautiful and engaging. Uh, I'm blown away by the production value of PA Works Productions. I am really hoping uh, we'll see that same in Glass Slip. Yeah, Glass Slip. Anyways, <laughs> uh, I'm actually, in response to a couple people on, on the thread liking Hanasaki Rohar, I'm actually thinking of getting that Blu-ray disc set, forcing my brother to watch it, and then we can do a uh, an actual episode on it. Because I, I really enjoy this show just because it was, it's very thought-provoking. Um, and that's kind of one of the main key things that I enjoy about it. When a show can make you think afterwards, really personally think, I think that's where it, it kind of hits a good note on me. Uh, but he lists his favorites. So here goes some of my favorites. Princess Jellyfish, Hanasaki Roha, Natsumi Yujicho, um, Wolf Children. I know Hana, the flowers we saw that day. That was a pretty good one. I like that one as well. Uh of course, what robot or wolf children, but that was kind of a given. Uh, robotic notes—that's one that I have not seen yet, and I've been wanting to watch that. Uh, Nagi no Asakura, Asakara. Which one was Nagi? Nagi no. That's the one where the kids were going to school from under the ocean. Ah, uh, actually, was that a PA one wasn't it? Is that a PA works? It looks like a PA works. Yeah, so I don't remember. It probably design. is. I d- I just remember that I, I was really really disappointed in the way it, it turned out. I. I thought it was okay. It redeemed itself at the end, but uh, it. Uh, he is he is though. telling he's telling the truth. It was absolutely one of the most gorgeous shows that I've I've seen in a long yeah, time. Yeah, he, he he footnoted it as because it was so beautiful. I mean, Bambi or Pinocchio, beautiful. I think it was probably topping those two. Honestly, he footnoted Wolf Children. Love these, um, but can I? Oh, well, he he footnoted Wolf Children and Anahana. I uh, love these, but can I take the tears of watching it again? Of course you can. I mean, come on. I I don't know. If <laughs> we watched it like I watched it at least three times. I don't I don't know if I really bawled my eyes on Wolf Children. It was more of just no. a really beautiful show. But Anahana, that one definitely got me choked up towards the end. You never watched Anahana, did you? No. Okay. I'll eventually have to get to that. Um, our next one we have is a new member, a recent member that just joined us, AVP Man. 
And AVP Man says, I am new to the forums, really enjoy the podcast. Haven't seen too many animes, um, but I will still try to make a top 10. Here goes. Uh, ten, starting with 10, Ghost Hunt, which I want to say I watched that one, but I don't remember. Uh, Canon 2006, which is a classic. Uh, this, these are my footnotes on there. <laughs> Code Geass, another classic. Uh, Toradora, uh, Digimon, Fate Zero, Angel Beats, DBZ, Death Note, and then number one, of course, Clannad and Clannad After Story. Good taste right there. <laughs> I mean, you haven't watched animes. You already got the good ones on there. I think I, I mentioned that <laughs> in my reply to it. I think you got a good start there. And uh, definitely welcome to the th- forums, and thanks for the, the positive feedback there. Uh, Miss Murder finally graces us with her top ten list we've been asking her to give us for quite a while now. Um, she said, okay, fi- so I finally made my list. Mind, mind, I have not have have not had any animes that I haven't finished. Um, we'll be adding Guilty Crown to this um, when I do get past part one. I, it, I love it so far. So here it goes. Uh, starting with number one, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Big shock. <laughs> uh, if anybody doesn't know, she's our, our resident uh, Oscar Langley Soru fan. Uh, number two, Sword Online. Another good one. Soul Eater. Uh, Baka and Test and Haganai. Uh, Corpse Party Tortured Souls OVA. She says, I am not I'm 100% ashamed and not proud about how I had to watch this. It was a fan subbed, so I, it wasn't even an actual sub, uh, but it was really good. I will definitely watch it again uh, when it's officially out so I can give the credit where it's deserved, and I will definitely buy it. I just hope it's sometime soon. I, I'm kind of with you on those ones. Uh, the Corpse Party stuff is kind of hit and miss what we actually get. Well, just, it's mostly miss. Um, I think what we've really gotten for like the games is an iPad version and a couple of PSP versions. So I definitely want to watch it though, because it's kind of one of those you don't want to tell anybody you watch it, but <laughs> enjoy it. Um, next on the list is uh, Arin High School Host Club and Digimon Black Butler Angel Beats Good Luck Girl and Chobits. Chris is growling because Chobits is so low. <laughs> Taiga, which is another well, newest... no, it's not so much that it's that Baka and Test is on four and Chobits <laughs> is at ten. Okay, I could not get through Baka and Test, but you know we all have our own tastes. So <laughs> that goes back to you probably not being so big keen on the fan service, isn't that really fan servicey? No, not no. particularly. It's just it it was it's it's silly and fun, but I just. I have a hard time continuing because I don't see it going anywhere, unfortunately. But hey, that's, I mean, Hagenite probably deserves where it's at. I've seen Hagenite on a lot of people's lists, and that's making me want to watch it even more. I, I do. I, 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 I'm seriously considering watching it. And every time I go to watch it, it's like, oh, I just can't. It's like 24 episodes or something. And it's like, I've got to do that again. No time. <laughs> that goes along with everything else that I need to watch here soon. Um, all right, we're moving on to Taiga, which is another newest member that joined us last week, and uh, definitely glad to have him aboard. Uh, Taiga says, Toradora, Giver, Orimo, Giver. I can't, I mean, that is a good one to have up there, and it's like it's one of those that I haven't seen it in so long. Hi, it, it really, it, it's one of those that it was good at the time, and it's and and I, it's almost like I want to watch it again just to see if it still holds up to what it was at the time. 
It's one of those shows that just it. Well, it, that's along with all the other classics that we're watching right now. Does it does it hold up? Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Um, but yeah, I haven't watched that in forever. I don't remember what it was about. <laughs> um, again, Orimo Kion Haganai again. Another Anohana Yasuga no Sora. I recognize that one. I don't quite know what it is. Um, Hanasaki Roha. Yoo-hoo, another Hanasaki Roha. Lucky Star, Cowboy Bebop, uh, Kyokai Senjo no Horizon, Chonibuyo. Uh, is it Chonibuyo? Sounds right. Chonibuyo. Uh, Kill that the Kill and Steins Gate. That's the one where they, they imagine themselves with a power or something like that. And I... That's another one that I want to watch because apparently there's a character in there that that it's really cute. He says, "Was our limit?" I didn't see a limit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we really said it was a limit, so that's that's fine. The more the merrier that we can discuss. I think that might be it. I thought we had one from Lolita. There's definitely one here for Lolita. I don't think there is. Lolita, where's your list at? <laughs> Need to have a list. Anyways, that's uh, that's it for our top ten list. If if I end up finding Lolita's later, I'll 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 jump in there another episode or something. But yeah, if you want to tell us your top ten list, uh, go ahead and just get on the forums and throw yours up there so we can get some discussion going. We've already gotten a lot of discussion going from people's top ten lists. Oh, by the way, um, who was it? Taiga or uh, Neko said that uh, said that uh, said that it. Steinsgate was on your list. What's up with that? No, I that I suggested it. He might be referring to the fact that we did that <laughs> joint episode and then <laughs> might be, might, I might had to get my, him to watch it. Come on. That's no, not he might, fair. He might have liked my hesitance of the show and that I overcame it because he mentioned the same thing as me. Yeah. Or I don't I don't I don't, I don't I don't blame that one at all. I think most people that listen to the show know that you're ac- more accepting than I am. So when they go, oh, Andrew accepted it, it's got to be, it's got to have some great oh, stuff on. towards the end there. <laughs> do, do I need to be, do I need to really be hard on these shows? Do I need to be? No, because people, people like your, your perspective on the way you do it. It's, it's the chemistry. It's the chemistry that we have. Oh, but anyways. Goes. Yeah, we, we talked over it. The, yeah, we the talked over it. chime went off for the top of the hour and didn't hear any of it. All right, so you got some news for everybody. Oh, I am going to be putting up the final final uh, final touches on the the uh, final simulcasting. <laughs> you got to twist it there. <laughs> did that? Did you're in the uh, in the? Uh, anyways, my simulcast schedule. I'm going to go ahead and call it done because I do not see any more real i haven't seen any updates come out in the last week right past like the third week week or so yeah we're we're at about the third week so i'm gonna go ahead and call that done and i'm gonna uh as sad as it is because north america did not get a uh doesn't look like we're gonna get barakamon and that that sucks we're not gonna get kentai collection either which i'm sure that there's tons of people well no our we have a lot of listeners that like fan service, and that was definitely nice. <laughs> on the fan service level. I'm being serious. Are you are you trying to make us lose people? No, I'm seriously saying we have some fans <laughs> or some people that listen that like fan service, and that's a show that has fan service. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and put the the final touches on that, and I'm gonna go ahead and say it's done. So everybody, please use that thing. I do I do put a lot of time into that. Andrew comes in and and he. Helps me clean it up. I if did you a have lot any... of work one week, and he just goes, oh, yeah, you moved a couple things. I'm like, 
I hate you. <laughs> no, I know how much you did. I, I do realize how much you did. Um, if you guys have suggestions for it, please bring that up. I have a, a special little thread in there. It says uh, uh, upcoming simulcast schedule or something like that. So if you guys have suggestions on what will make it easier for you to use, please let me know so that I can so that I can tailor it for you. Right now, I'm just tailoring it for something that I think would be useful for me. So I can go down there. I can say, oh, today is Monday these are the shows that I got to watch. And I click through and I would just watch each show. If you guys have suggestions, let me know so that I can, I can tailor it so that it will reflect you guys as well, because I want everybody to use this. I want it to be useful to you. Um, it, 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 it's just, I think it's a lot easier to have everything in one spot so that you can, so that you don't have to go. What's the shows for today yeah, on put on your favorites list. And when you yeah. log in, you just click on the favorites and you go, hmm, this is on today. I, I'm trying to make it to where you guys find it useful. So let me know uh, anything from you. Um, yeah, on the, the subject of this current simulcast, uh, if people have noticed, there's a lot of shows that are starting to kind of get dropped from our weekly impressions. Um, we're getting to that three-episode mark where we finally see what a show is going to be about. And so some are kind of dropping off there. I'll have a updated list of what we're currently going to be doing weekly impressions on. I know we have another writer that is currently working on a comic about Kill and uh, Tokyo Ghoul, um, but we're kind of trying to keep it to where we have at least a daily impression uh, so that you can follow along with. Saturday I, know, Saturday, I know, is still full packed with, I think, three shows total that we're doing impressions on, but the rest should have a, a, a daily impression. But just letting you know that we're, we're whittling down what is going to be on our weekly impressions, mainly because... Some shows kind of lend to the idea of discussing each episode, where some don't. Like, I, I want to do a, a weekly on Lokodol, uh, but there really is not much to talk about with a show about kind of a daily occurrence of a, a, a local idol. So, I think I'll probably post it in the what anime we're watching. So keep an eye on there, and you can see what we're going to be keeping track of, or you'll kind of get the gist from the site itself. So. Hope you guys are enjoying uh, reading those. Definitely give your feedback. If you're watching the show along with us, let us know if you agree or disagree with what's currently happening in the show. But yeah, I think that's I think that's it for all I need to cover on it. Any Anything new with your impressions for the the week? I mean, we're, we're still probably uh, two weeks out from doing our first impressions episode. Any Anything jump out and grab you this week? Of course, you kind of missed everything that was on Saturday and Sunday, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just watched the recent uh, On Noah Zero, and that show definitely chose the direction that I wanted to go, which is awesome. Um, they're keeping it grounded. They're kind of going with a clever protagonist kind of feel. They, they've, they've managed to make me not hate the main character. They've explained him a little bit, so I'm happy about that. Um, I'm a little upset about Sailor Moon uh, being bi-weekly, and as low-budget looking as it is, I'm a little upset about how it's turning out. Uh, probably still Don't be watching it. Don't say that because t- that was Mercury's <clears throat> debut. Come on, so wonky looking. This is, you mean you might not. Most people here might <sighs> not mind. I'm just. I'm very particular about visuals, and when a character's face looks wonky on different poses, it really does hit me annoying. Um, it was. I mean, especially a show, especially with a show that that they really should have dumped. I mean, it's bi-weekly. Yeah, they're and not plus, constrained for time. Yeah, and plus they the fact have a huge that huge budget. Yeah, they should have had a huge budget just because of the name. 
Right. I just I don't mean, know why they butchered the transformations. I mean, it's you're going to use the same transformation anime every episode. Why does it have to be crappy CG? The characters don't... When they're in CG form, they look scrunchier than when they do when they're actually in the real world. It's that stuff like that that annoys me. <laughs> um, you and your boob change size thing. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> it's so funny because when when he points it out, it's like, oh my gosh, stop, Andrew, just stop. Watch the, if nobody. <laughs> I don't want to focus it, on the, her boob that much. <laughs> watch the first episode of Real Wars, and you will see chest size changing on Sakurai. But anyways, uh, monthly girls Nazaki Kun is still remaining to be one of the best shows of this uh, this season. I mean, I it's hard to say. Which one's better between All Noah Zero and, and Monthly Girls uh, Nazaki Kun because they're they're two different genres, but they're like right there in first place together. And I was kind of mentioning to Miss Murder, it's kind of like All Noah Zero is turning out to be another like Neon Jesse Evangelion because all you got to do is add Monthly Girls Nazaki Kun with with Asuka Langley Story <laughs> lookalike and you have Neon Genesis every weekend um, without Shinji. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. There's it, a ray. I mean, he's technically kind of a ray. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, the, I mean, those two together is turning out to be my favorite. Uh, something I look forward to every weekend. Um, Terror Resonance was kind of a little bit disappointing this week. It's starting to kind of show some flaws to it. Definitely with the whole nobody really died kind of crap. But other than that, I don't. What else do we have for the week that I'm currently covering? I think that's. I think that's pretty much it. Tokyo Ghoul. Yeah, I was mentioning uh, uh, Nuano is actually uh, covering that. But, uh, yeah. That's it for this episode. We thank you all for listening. I'm glad, I'm glad we actually got a, a full episode of these questions. They're good questions. Um, definitely created some good discussion. Continue to give us some good questions on the forums. Uh, go to our... Uh, didn't have it up on my my brain at the time. Uh, sign up for the forums, go to the Anime Cast Discussions forums, and there's the Anime Questions thread up at the top. Uh, to submit questions, or you can submit them to andrew at otakuspirit.com, um, or you can just contact us on Twitter. I'm at 036, you are... At California underscore Wolf. And all of our links are on the main page of Otaku Spirit. You have our Google+, Facebook, all that good jazz. There's also a YouTube link. Go there if you have a YouTube account. Subscribe to our channel to get our weekly... Uh, videos. We do a lot of unboxing of figures. I'm hoping here soon with the recent opening of a hobby shop nearby us, I'll be able to start doing some actual feature videos of figures uh, with some really good shots. Um, currently experimenting with all that kind of stuff. And eventually, hopefully, we'll get video podcasts. Yes, I hope so, too. Hope so. Um, we thank you all for listening. Um, really enjoy this discussion. Again, thanks to all of our community members for helping getting our form up and rolling. If you want to be a part of our uh, forums, again, go sign up. And if you're currently a member or you like our podcast, just spread the word. Let other people know. Again, we're not a, we don't get funded by any of this stuff. So it's all for listeners and to help us grow. It's really just letting people know about us. So our outro for this episode is again by Yui in her album Green Garden Pop, which is a really good album. We thank you all for listening. Hope you all enjoyed and you all have a pleasant week. Peace. Sakashiru, Wakat, Kremasioni, Gisei, Nina,
ったような悲しい顔はやめてよ君の最後は涙じゃないよずっと苦しくせ